Welcome to Outrageous, creating extraordinary experiences with positively outrageous service. This is the show where we explore all the habits and real life stories of people and organizations who deliver positively outrageous service. So come join the service revolution with your hosts, Andrew Zabo and Michael Hoffman. Welcome back to Outrageous with Andrew Sabo and Michael Hoffman. Good to be with you again, Andrew. It's always a delight. I'm actually doing this on the road here in Colorado. Yeah. And uh, Modern technology. What would we do without it? That's exactly. positively outrageous. I tell That's you what. positively outrageous. Well, yes. yes. So today's topic is why change? Why even, why deliver positively outrageous service? Why, why should do we deliver positively outrageous service, Michael? Exactly. Why, why, even, why even think about it? Why even, why even consider it and do it at all? And I think the main answer is, is because it's everything. <laughs> yeah, the experience is everything. It's everything in life. I mean, think about it. The, I ask people all the time in class, you know, uh, just close your eyes and think about the one person that's had influence on you the most. And, and for whatever reason, when we're talking to leaders or we're talking to salespeople or customer service people, and invariably, you know, I ask them, why did you think of them? And the things that made them think of them have little to do with their head knowledge or their products or what they received. It usually, it usually had to do with the experience or how they feel about themselves when they're around them. So yeah. this whole concept. Well, how you feel about yourself in that experience. Which is what we like to push. It's not how I feel about you that makes me trust you. It's how I feel about me when I'm around you that makes me trust you. And, and that's why this topic is so all, always important. And I'm glad we get to talk about it every, every week for about 15 minutes or so. So buckle up. Yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> why change? Why deliver positively outrageous services, Michael said? And, and I think one of the things that we tend to overlook is uh, I'm especially, especially thinking of product-oriented companies that may be listening. And yeah, well, it's all about the product, isn't it? Well, no, it's you, the reality our offering is, yes, it's the product, but it's the service that you surround that product with and the experience that you create around your product. I think one of the, the fun things, I, I got a new phone about uh, six months ago. And I just remember being there in that Apple store. And I'm getting my new iPhone 10 XR, whatever. And the joy of opening the box. And, you know, Apple has actually created a whole experience right, right. around unwrapping, whether it's a computer, a tablet, a phone. The feel of the box. The feel of the box yeah. and how you unwrap everything around it. You're creating an experience. And that's a very visceral reminder that it's not just about the product. It's everything that's around that product. Your offering your, is really your product and service that surrounds that offering. Uh, so even how we package something, creating an experience there. Mm. Um, uh, or every industry, you know, you, you think about technology. Well, I've worked a lot with technology companies. And you no, know, there is an experience you have. You may have a very technical, soft piece of an application. But sometimes something goes wrong with that application and I have to call technical support. Mm -hmm. So what's my experience? Your call is very important to us. It's so important. You're going to put me in this endless maze of uh, I, I become, <laughs> right? No, if it was so important, you'd actually have a person that would answer the phone. Right. <laughs> yeah. Our good, our good buddy, Shep Hyken, who's a, uh, a customer service guru and, and, and good buddy of ours for a long, long time, he, he makes a distinction between the experience 
and the interaction. So you can have customer experience, which includes the wrapping, the color of the paper, the font that you use. When you walk into a building, what's it like? What's it smell like? That's all part of the experience, not just the human interaction. But the human interaction is the interaction piece, the customer interaction. And that's what yep. we talk about quite a bit, is the, yep. uh, you know, what can we do and say to have influence? But, but that influence is everything. It has so much impact, especially about referrals. Yes, and I think that's one of the, the hallmarks of positively outrageous service mm -hmm. is that it creates that compelling, positive word of mouth. And let's face it, it's way more powerful what somebody else says about us than anything we could ever say about ourselves. Uh, there's a friend of mine, uh, Scott de Graffenried. Um, we collaborated on a project about 10 years ago, but he wrote a book on referral marketing. Mm -hmm. And uh, just to give you a little, I mean, Scott's this sort of brainiac mathematician genius. He's able to put the math behind social interactions and issues. So he tackled, you know, if you remember the whole viral marketing, you know, that, that erupted about 10, 15 years ago. And so he decided to do some research around that. It's fascinating. So what makes something viral? Why do we even refer something? And uh, like I said, he's this math genius and he, he did all this research, talked to hundreds of different companies. And one of the things he found is the average company, and this may be you out there listening to us, the average company gets one referral for every 20 customers. One referral for every 20 customers. That's the average. That's, that's the norm. Well, anything you do better than that, you know, well, obviously viral is where you have for every one customer, it, you have another customer. They refer a customer. and mm -hmm. then. Obviously, some businesses could not even handle that because it would be you know, just limited in terms of supply. But if you're offering services, but there are some, some things where you can, can do that. Not what was that, one, what was that one commercial that was out a while ago when, when the internet was really starting to boom and they had the, uh, uh, they said, we're going live and they hit live and they were watching the counter of people yes. that had purchased and it went one and we went, yay! And then it went two and they're like, yay! And then it started and then it started spinning like a you know like a fan. Yeah. Everybody was looking yeah. at each other like, oh no. Yeah. So there are some businesses you don't necessarily want to go viral, but you certainly could do with more customers. Mm -hmm. And obviously it's one of the best and effect most effective forms of marketing. And um, uh, as many of you know, my background is is in marketing and, and collaborating with Scott, you know, one of the things I looked at is what makes something irresistible? What makes something simply irresistible? I, I just have to have it. And I realized that if something's highly referable, it must be simply irresistible. And uh, what Scott found out that he, he looked at four, uh, oh, I'm sorry, he studied many different variables that could potentially make something referable. And he said it came down to four things. And if you think about these four, they all can relate back to how we deliver positively outrageous service. Mm -hmm. uh, the first one is, is uh, and by the way, the acronym is very easy to remember. It's N-U-D-E. So in order, in order to become simply irresistible, so you're highly referable, you just got to get nude. So here are the, here are the four <laughs> aspects of getting nude. This is why we shop here, Andrew. It's to pass on the great tips like, like this. Nude marketing right here on Positively Outrageous. That's right. Exactly. So uh, the first is novelty. Uh, something has to be novel. Obviously, there is the... Uh, novelty of something being new. Oh, it's the new phone. It's the new restaurant that opens up. And the trouble is that soon gets old, right? Mm -hmm. 
So the shine what, wears off real fast. The shine wears off, exactly. You can't be you in that respect forever. Uh, the, the novelty that, that Scott talks about is contextual novelty. In other words, there's something new about the way you go uh, about it. So it could be uh, in the case of... Um, uh, well, you brought up several examples yeah, with like yeah. Airbnb. And, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 Airbnb. That was a new way of, uh, of providing rooms. Uh, you look at what Netflix did uh, mm -hmm. versus Blockbuster. They came up with a new way of serving customers. You look at Uber and Lyft. There's a new way to, to now taxi around, right? So these are all ways, new ways of serving the customer. I think one of the greatest examples uh, is iTunes. You know, they came up with a whole new way of, of serving uh, uh, delivering music. Uh, so there's definitely novelty and it doesn't wear off. That's, that's something that was each of those examples was a new way to, to serve a company. So novelty is the first thing. Then there is you, you, utility. It has to be useful. Yeah, we all want to buy music. I need to get a taxi. Um, I, I need to stay at a, a place when I'm traveling. So those, there has to be utilitarian uh, component to it. Mm -hmm. It can't be just something that's novel and has no, no utility value. The D is dependability. You know, ultimately people, you know, want dependability. It's got to be reliable. That's why those customer reviews that you get, guys, are so important. Um, you, you know, people are looking at those. So being able to demonstrate dependability through the oh, testimonials is another another great way to, or case studies. Those are social proof is more important social nowadays than ever before. Yeah, exactly. Matter of fact, it's probably the number it's actually, one. It's a, it's always been important, but now we just have new ways of demonstrating dependability, where before it was maybe, maybe testimonials or a case study. Well, now you've got, of course, uh, uh, all the social media uh, and being able to, to show, demonstrate dependability from other people. And then the, the final thing is it has to have an economic value. Uh, so what's, and now, of course, economic value isn't necessarily financial. It can be other kinds of, I remember working with a company uh, a number of years ago, it was a technology company, and they came up with a means, uh, let's face it, what's the most frightening thing for a parent? Uh, it's the day when you're, you hand over the car keys, whoops, I just dropped them, you hand over the car keys to your kid and they drive off. That's probably one of the most frightening experiences of any parent. <laughs> and of course, you know, with texting and all the stuff that's been going on, so, well, they created um, an app where it basically, if they were driving, it shut down their texting. Of course, it's oh, become wow. illegal. Yeah. So that was, uh, so what's, what's the, now there isn't necessarily a financial economic value, but there is economic value in the peace of mind that with a parent, right? Mm -hmm. So there's, there's, that's, that's a, a different, not necessarily, not all economic value is necessarily financial. So. That's the way to, if you look at it, if we examine each one of those, you know, they all drive into possibly outrageous service. You know, you want to surprise the customer. There's a novelty there, right? It's got to be useful. Uh, how do we demonstrate dependability and, and uh, so forth? So, so keeping in mind those, those four, four elements, I think. That, you, you know, I, I, you, you brought to mind an example of um, a company that I'm, I, have done business with, not as a speaker or a consultant or anything, but as I'm a user of their product, which is my bank. And uh, they've done some major renovations in this whole idea of how to be more useful and have a different customer experience. Um, and so I, you walk into the bank now and there's no wall 
uh, what they call a wicket with anybody mm -hmm. standing behind it, which is there's a barrier between you and me. Now you walk in and they, they've redone the entire lobby. So it feels more like a hotel. And so you have these, these um, islands that you walk up to and there's no barrier between you and the bankers. As a matter of fact, one of the bankers is just kind of wandering around, welcoming everybody, making sure they know where the lemonade is. But you walk up to a desk. It's kind of like, um, uh, it's taken away. It's very concierge. Yeah, it's very nice. So it's, it's novel. It's very novel. It's tremendously useful because there's absolutely zero lines in the bank. So mm -hmm. you're, there's no line waiting for a queue uh, to, for one of these islands to open up. They've got you doing things like they've got uh, things that you can do that, that you can do uh, online. Well, they've got computers on a bank that you can, you can actually go online in the bank. So if you've had any questions, you can take care of it right there. Anyway, tremendously useful, very dependable. And it does have a big economic value because it's, I, I, I literally will not go anywhere else just because of the experience of walking into a business with them. It's a lot, it's a lot more fun too. I'll be honest with you. Mm, yeah. So I love all hallmarks of, of positively outrageous. Service. Yeah. I never thought about it before, but now that you think about it, uh, now that you brought these up, um, a very smart move on their part, I can see why it's having a big impact. You know? Yeah. So, uh, in fact, that leads into something you just said, your example actually uh, reminds me that, yeah, not only are you going to get more referrals because you're creating this simply irresistible environment, which is by, by, by getting nude, mm -hmm. <laughs> but you're also creating competitive differentiation, <laughs> right? So that bank now has differentiated itself from all the other right. banks right. Uh, along the high street there. So, uh, so that's, that's again, a, a second reason why change, why change? Well, one is, um, you, you can get more more business and and uh, business at a lower cost because you know your mark you you basically your customers are your marketing arm now because they're referring you. The second is that competitive differentiation, and thirdly, it's been shown uh, and I and I forget now the study, but companies that are delivering higher levels of service they are generating more revenue and have higher profitability anybody out there want to generate more revenue and have higher profitability create competitive differentiation have your customers be your marketing arm those are all reasons why to change and move to higher levels of service and move into positively outrageous service of course look at the downside if you don't do it maybe your competitor will so it's not just a good thing to do it's a it's a competitive necessity so here's the challenge the challenge this week is what are you doing to be more referable? How are you getting nude? <laughs> uh, what can we do this week where our experience, those interactions, maybe even the systems and processes that we have in place are more novel, they're more useful, they're more dependable, they're more, they, they bring more economic value, not just to us, but also to the people that do business with us. So what are you doing to be more referable? What are you doing to give that competitive edge, that competitive necessity to stand out? Uh, we would love to help you become Positively Outrageous Service. So this is Michael. And this is Andrew, hoping that you become positively outrageous. outrageous.